Hi guys, welcome to the show Into the Mind. I'm your host Marlon Johnson. I'm a parkour athlete turned real estate investor who's spent the last eight years studying the mindset of elite performers and applying their lessons to my life. In my pursuit for success, I've sought out wisdom from mentors who are doing what I want to do in all areas of life and I've asked that they share their wins and losses with me. In my search for answers, this podcast was born. I wanted to share the valuable advice I was receiving from these successful entrepreneurs, investors, and world-class athletes with my community. So thank you all for tuning in. If this is your first time showing up, I'm really happy to have you. This show is for free, and my guests do give their precious time to be here. So I do ask for something in exchange for these episodes. The price of admission to this show is that if you receive any value, learn something new, have a brand new thought, or even get one new idea that helps you progress forward in your life or business, I ask that you please share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, people on the streets, your audience on your social media. Look, my goal is to influence 1 million people to invest in themselves and to unlock their own potential. Also, I will be hosting my very first in-person slash virtual event called Mind State Real Estate. I'll be having Long Island's number one house flipper, Charles the Handsome Home Buyer, as a speaker as well as Long Island's number one real estate success coach, J.B. Bolvedon. The event will be held on Wednesday, December 2nd from 6.30 to 9 p.m. You will learn from two of the best on how to play the game of real estate in one of the toughest markets in the U.S., The event will be raising money for two amazing organizations. The first is the Sherlock's Homes Foundation, a nonprofit whose mission it is to use real estate investing to change the conversation around youth homelessness. The second is Long Island Against Domestic Violence. Each year, they provide a range of services that help over 14,000 Long Island adults and children escape from abusive relationships and build new lives. To find out more information, click the link below or go to the link in my Instagram bio. My handle is at MindsetMarlon. Today, my guests are Mark and April Giuliano, and this power couple started their real estate investing career this year at the beginning of quarantine with absolutely no money, no job, and in fact, they were having their local church pay their rent because they could not afford their bills. Through faith, discipline, and systems, they were able to go from dead broke to earning over $250,000 in their first eight months. Listen as they share what it was like in those first beginning months, where they are now, where they were emotionally, mentally, and how they managed to keep their relationship and family together through those tough times. Let's get this episode started. All right. So, Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Into the Mind. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson. And today I am extremely, extremely excited to introduce my guests, April and Mark Giuliano. So April and Mark have a pretty amazing story, which includes earning $250,000 in the first eight months of investing. And if that doesn't grab your attention, there's a good chance that you don't have a pulse right now. So what makes this story a bit more interesting is that they actually got started in real estate back in March at the beginning of the quarantine. They were dead broke at the time, the church was paying the rent and they had no money or experience. So this power couple, really they buckled down, dedicated five hours every single day for four months with zero deals. 
and finally they got their break. They were able to lock up a deal with Creative Financing, decided to join Pace Morby's mentorship. And since then, Mark and April, they are currently on track to make another $250,000 in their fix and flip business and a total estimated of about half a million dollars in year one between their wholesale and fix and flip. So Mark and April, since that, they've decided to do something amazing, which is open up their calendar twice a week to talk to people who need help. So April specializes in marketing and Mark specializes in construction and probate. They say they want to give even more, but with three kids and business running, things are a little bit crazy. So please help me in welcoming Mark and April Giuliano. Hi. <laughs> wow, Marlo, I got to tell you, that was a fantastic. Yeah. All there. right, we're done. See you later. <laughs> yeah. No way. I got that from, you know, that's just from the kind words everyone has been speaking about you from the things I've seen in the Facebook group and the sub two mentorship. You know, it was really easy to put that together. You guys put out so much stuff there for me to be able to grab and piece that together. And really, those are a lot of words that you've used and that people have used about you. So thank you. I really am excited to have you on the show today. You know, so I do want to get started with the first question, which I, I want to know, where were you guys before this real estate, before, you know, eight months ago, you get started in this uh, real estate investing, you know, but before that you're entering into a stage where you're coming from, you know, you're saying you were broke and that the church was paying the bills. Like what led to that position? So I am a, uh, I like to tell people I'm a third generation real estate developer. My grandfather started in real estate back in Southern New Jersey just 10 minutes outside of Philadelphia. He had three sons. My father was the oldest. He went into real estate. Now we're talking about the 60s and 70s. So anybody that bought real estate in the 60s and 70s and still owns it today, you've done very well for yourself. My father basically gave me a property that uh, what I call was a, a inherited property and he gave it to me when I was in my early 30s. I sold a piece of that and then I was working on developing the other part of it and the deal went sideways and I had all my eggs in one basket. And as a result of that, I couldn't borrow anymore. And it literally, the money stopped. It's like musical chairs, but it was our life. So at that point, I couldn't borrow any money. I was running, you know, just the household expenses. I couldn't pay anything. And um, I mean, I was more than shook up at that point. I was really like paralyzed. I couldn't believe that that happened. And it was a big wake up call for me. And, you know, I started networking with people in my church and looking for sales jobs. And, and my church really stepped up and they said, listen, you guys aren't gonna be homeless. You're gonna have food in the refrigerator. And they made it happen. And um, then we started looking into this. I was listening to podcasts and looking at other alternatives with real estate. And this is what led us into wholesaling with eventually led us into joining uh, Pace Morby's uh, program and which ultimately led us to where we are right now today. Yeah. So this, you know, it all kind of came to fruition right before 
COVID hit. I, you know, I think it was happening around the world, but it hadn't really gotten here yet. And, you know, as typical Americans, we don't think it's going to come here. And then all of a sudden it's here. And we literally had bought with our last bit of money because we both feel like education is a hundred percent necessary. So we bought into a wholesaling, um, mentorship program two weeks before the first quarantine. And so when the first quarantine hit, we were like, oh no, like this was our last bit of money. We're going to learn how to do this business. We don't know how to do it. We don't know what we're doing. So we need education. And we're like counting our dollars, like, okay, we're just giving everything to the mentorship and that's going to make us some money, you know, teach us how to do it. <laughs> so, and then COVID hits and we're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I mean, we, it's funny now, but you know, I know a lot of people are in that situation right now and it's not funny when you're in the situation, it's devastating and it's hard. And, um, you know, we have three little kids and we don't know, you know, if they're going to have a roof over their head or food and, you know, definitely having the church, you know, our church is amazing and they stepped up and they're, but that's hard too. Like having your church pay for, you know, your rent. So, I mean, we had everything riding on this. Mark no longer had his job. He was selling roofs, which he was door knocking, selling roofs. And he did awesome doing that. So he's an amazing door knocker. We can talk about that later too, but, um, you know, we're not able to go anywhere. And so we just bought a list of names and bought a dialer and sat out in the garage because we have three little kids and Cole, I, I did most of it, but when I got tired, Mark would do it, you know, cause we were kind of trying to tag team with the kids, you know, a lot's going on, but yeah, I mean, five out, four to five hours every day. I mean, we had a goal of 25 hours a week. So if there was a day where, you know, we just couldn't get to it because of the kids or whatever was going on, um, we would make sure that we would make up for it the next day. Um, and so, it, yeah, four months of sitting in the garage, cold calling on a dialer. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, there's so much there, you know, like that's already... You guys are down to nothing at that point. You take that money. You take what little you have left. Most people would be so scared they would hold on to that. They wouldn't want to give it away. And you take it and you pour it into education, right? I'm sure you had to have gotten some crazy looks from family if you even were brave enough to tell them. Right. Yeah, we're going to go pay this guy. He's going to teach us how to make more. Don't worry. Yeah, don't, don't worry. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's a testament to really, someone said to me recently, that the best investment, the number one investment you can make is truly in yourself. You are your number one asset before the real estate, before anything else, it's you. Because if this stops, everything else stops. So you guys are now living testimony of that. And to hear that you made that really that sacrifice that you decided I was going to together as a couple, as a team, make those cold calls for so long. Let me ask, was that, how did you come up with the five hours a day? Where, where did that discipline come from? Where did that model come from to copy and template? So, you know, we were in the Wholesaling Inc. Um, mentorship and um, Brett Daniel, we weren't in Brett Daniels. Um, you know, there's a couple that are under there, right. but because we didn't really have money for marketing, but we both have phone experience sales 
that was where we felt comfortable. And, you know, he has, he has some commercial developing experience and I have a lot of sales experience. And one of the things that I've learned over years and years and years of sales is that it works when it's consistent. And so I just knew that if I didn't give up, that it was going to work. And, you know, Tom Kroll um, was one of our, was the mentor. And I remember him saying the one time he said, never give up. Like, I don't care if it takes you six months, if it takes you 18 months, or if it takes you two years, never give up. And that pierced my soul. And I, and I just remember just, just repeating that over and over and over and over again. Um, another thing, and I talked about this a lot on the ladies group um, in our, you know, in Pace's mentorship, is that a really good way to track your activity because at that point in time, we couldn't think about deals. We didn't have any deals. We were waiting to get our first deal. So our goal had to be our activity and that was it. So we had to make a goal of 25 hours a week and just believe that the activity was gonna bring the deals. And it's really hard to overcome that. But I know from experience that consistency and persistency means that it will work 100% no matter what. There is no if, and, or buts about that statement. It will work if you are consistent and you never give up. Wow, I really want everyone that's listening to go back and rewind the last five minutes and listen to that again, because it's so spot on, it's true. And that's the hard part, which is why I'm so grateful to have you on the show today, because there are so many people out there that are getting started, that have been doing this, that are already six months, eight months, a year, two years, and they haven't gotten that first break. And they're thinking, maybe I need to pull back. And that's not the case. You can't, like you said, you cannot give up. You have to keep going and you have to remain consistent by taking your goals, I really enjoy what you said there, taking the goal and changing it into something that's measurable each day, something that you can actually track because that was something I had to do for myself. So it really resonates where everyone would say, well, my goal is to have one contract a month. Well, I'm brand new. I don't know what it feels like to have one contract a month, right. but I do know what it feels like to get on the phone and be really ridiculously uncomfortable. So I'm going to go do that thing because I've already done it once and I'm going to figure out a goal around that. And that made the deal come through. That made the first deal happen by just getting on there and really powering away at that. So yeah. that's really cool. So now four months of going in, you're okay. dialing 25 hours a week. You're staying consistent with that. By the way, when you were doing that, were you able to keep that consistency? Were there any weeks that you fell short or were you able to really lock that in and make it happen? We were really, that was our number one goal. Like we said, okay, we want to do a hundred hours a month is what our goal was. And then we broke it down into a week and then we broke it down into the days. And then I kind of looked at Saturday as like the catch up day. Mm. So if we were able to get four hours a day, Monday through Thursday, a little bit on Friday, then Saturday morning from eight to 11 was all I had to put in, to kind of cover that. Nice. I also like to use the, um, as, as like farming, 
you know, a farmer goes out there and he just keeps putting the seeds in and putting the seeds in. And that's what you're doing. Every time you're picking that phone up, listen, you're working that W-2 job. You got an hour lunch break. You can make calls in your car. You don't know what that next call is going to be. I can tell you about a deal that April called the man on the phone and the guy basically was very short and told her he wasn't interested in selling his, his portfolio, selling any of his properties. The man had 14 properties. Three months later, we were doing a texting campaign and April's sister was doing a texting campaign and the gentleman's best friend died three weeks earlier of a massive heart attack. His situation totally changed. It was eye-opening for him. His properties were in C locations where he actually went and picked up the rent every month from his tenants. And when Jessica spoke to him on the phone, he said that he was very interested. Long story short, we're closing on that deal. The end of November, the buyer already put up a $25,000 non-refundable EMD. And we're making $70,000 wow. off that deal. Wholesale. Wholesaling. 14 properties. That's amazing. And that just, that's from consistency. That's from, because you could I mean, have- I got goosebumps telling you that story. It's from a text message. You never know what the next call is going to be. And the other thing I can tell you is, if you call the same time every single day, you have to mix up the list because the person who's not picking up that phone is not picking that phone up because they're not home at that time. So change making that Saturday call, calling Tuesday when you're off from work in the afternoon or in the morning versus calling every day between five and seven, because you want to catch that guy. And there's countless podcasts that people will tell you about. We called this person 20, 30 times. They never answered. And then we got them on the phone. And you know what? It was a 20, 30, 40, $50,000 assignment. I love that. That consistency. It's so true. I mean, I had my friends on the call with me the other day. There's a woman I've been following up with for four months now, and I've been calling her consistently two to three times a week. And when right. she finally answered the phone, she wasn't pissed off. She wasn't angry. She wasn't mad at me. She was very pleasant. Oh, hi, Marlon. I, and it's like, hey, Juanita. Just, exactly who you are. <laughs> and I have to say, hey, it's just me again, you know, having yeah. a fun joking conversation about She said, I'm so sorry no worries. This is what I do. I'm here for you. So where right. are we at? And just keeping it alive, keeping it going and keeping it moving forward. So I'm really happy that you guys are sharing that because again, like I want to hammer that point home. The persistence is truly, truly, truly the game changer. All of the skills in the world, you could be the best closer in the world, but if you're not picking up the phone often enough to talk to people, no one's going to come. You can learn all of the information, but if you're not dedicating to keep working until the opportunity presents itself, you're never going to get to use all the knowledge that you've taken in. So you guys are calling for four months. You're in there every day. And then what's that first deal? What was that first one that finally broke, broke the ice there? So, you know, we're on the phones for five hours a day. Um, but I mean, we really had everything riding on this, our children. I mean, everything was riding on this. So we were motivated and, you know, but five hours a day, that's really hard. Cold calling. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, it, three hours a day, that's really good too. I mean, Brett Daniels, I know has said 
three hours every day, like that's a good number. So five hours is pretty intense. Um, but you know, at night after the kids would go to bed, the other thing I would do was just scour Facebook and, and, um, for sale by owner and, you know, really digging into like leads that are free, free lead generation, just going on Facebook and looking and finding and talking to people and networking and just kind of figuring out what was going on the lay of the land on social media, because that was something that I could do after the kids went to bed and I was sitting watching TV. So I actually, from that, um, over the course of the last eight months have gotten about four deals Wow! directly from the homeowner. So the first one was actually a Facebook lead, a free lead, not from my cold calling, but that just goes to show that you're putting it out in the universe and it's going to come back to you. Right? So, um, at this point, Mark had been watching pace Morby and I had been saying, I can't deal with that right now. Like I've got this one thing. I'm trying to learn this one. Lead, just get me away from that. Right? <laughs> but I'm I'm picking up things, you know, because it's on in the living room. And I hear him kind of talking about terms and creative finance. And so I go on this um, Facebook lead. It's a seller appointment. And I'm sitting there and there's just, it's not a wholesale deal. And they're not getting good deal. They're going to have to come to the table with money if they're going to sell at wholesale. So it was um, a married couple. It was the mother's house and they were moving the mother onto their property. Mm. And so the mother owed about 67,000 on the property, but they, the highest offer they were getting was around 60. And you know, that whole, like people won't go above that. So I just randomly said, would you allow me to take over the mortgage payments while I fixed up this house to sell? Because fixed up, that house could sell for about one fifteen, And so I knew that there's a possibility that I could try to find a buyer that way. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. That's all I said. I don't have any paperwork. I have nothing. I just said that. And um, they were like, and I was going to give them $3,000. So they were going to have to come to the table with money versus my deal. I was going to give them $3,000. Now, I didn't even really know if the money, if the deal worked or not. <laughs> <laughs> I just was trying my best to find a solution. And so they liked that. And I said, okay, well, let me go home. I'll talk to my husband. I'll run it by him because he's the numbers guy. And this is kind of how we work well together is I'm great with sales and marketing. I bring in the deals, he negotiates, and then he gives them back to me to do all the paperwork <laughs> and get it to the closing table. And then he does the construction. So we kind of like ping pong. There is tons of value in that. Um, so anyways, I got home and he's like, yeah, these numbers work. And so I went onto the creative Facebook page and I just put it out there. Like, does anybody have a subject to contract? So a guy from Jacksonville, um, reached out to us, sent us a contract and said, and by the way, I have a buyer. I have a buyer that would be interested in this. Cause I had kind of told him the numbers. We went out and looked at it, got the contract signed. The, um, the buyer, I got a $3,000 assignment fee, which was like back then, that's a million bucks, right? So 
got the contract signed. So the buyer actually, the end buyer, well, my buyer just finished renovations and sold to their buyer and they made $30,000 on that deal. Wow. And this buyer has bought five other deals for me creatively. So he's going to make like 150 grand off of me this year. (laughs) (laughs) And he's an ex-school teacher. Mm -hmm. Wow. With two kids and needed to earn more money. Yeah. That's amazing. We're friends. Help two families. Right. But that's my families. Yeah. I think that's the best thing about this business. You know, I always tell people, you know, what got me in was the Kool-Aid that I drank was someone told me, hey, if you do this, you can create win-win-win opportunities for everybody involved. And the more we do this, the more you realize you were able to, with your first deal, you helped that seller who would have had to show up and spend money to sell their own home. So you were able to do that for them. You're able to, I'm sure you brought the same energy that you have. So they got to deal with somebody pleasant, which is always a plus. You were able to make money for yourself and your buyer was able to make money, which is just insane. So everyone's able to live and be happy. So I'm happy to hear that your business is going well like that. So now after this first deal, what did that do for you? Was that just like, you know, the momentum? Just, yeah, I'm telling you, you know, for us, so here's the thing. I always say that you have to live and die by your activity. So when the deals start coming in, so this was my first mistake. That deal came in, then another deal starts coming in and then another deal starts coming in. And now for like three weeks, I start getting completely consumed with writing contracts, finding buyers and don't, this process is very important. It is a very important process, but it also can take away from the most important activity, which is marketing. So for about three weeks, where we're getting all these deals in, which was amazing, um, but then I completely stopped marketing. So right after that, we had a big lag, again, for about another month where I learned. And I think that, you know, for everybody out there that's maybe only gotten one or two deals, you know, don't let that first or second deal stop you from the most important thing, which is marketing. Um, So your day has to revolve around your activity, right? So we, so we may not cold call anymore ourselves, um, you know, have a VA cold calling, but no matter what, one of us or somebody, we have one guy that's not just came on our team is on the phones for at least five hours a day. That can never stop. Because as soon as that stops, because every minute you have to be on the phones, you know, you can text, you can mail, you can do SEOs, Facebook lead generation, you can do whatever you want to do. I don't care what type of marketing you do, but if you're not on the phones with those people and you're not following up, then you're not going to get the deals. So if you've got a VA and you're not, you don't have a serious drip campaign, like you said, Marlon, a serious one, where you're calling multiple times a week, multiple times a month, multiple times a year, like literally a serious drip campaign, you're not going to get those deals. It's true. Somebody else is going to get those deals. You're absolutely right. And you know, that comes back to Mark, what you said earlier, you said it's like being the farmer. You know, no matter what, no matter how many crops 
came up behind you, you still, your job is to continue walking down and planting a new seed, planting a new seed, planting a new seed. And then also after you've planted the seeds, that's job one, now you must water. And now finding that balance between how do I water? Because now I have all of these seeds behind me, but also continue to plant moving forward. So I love that. I truly, truly love that because I've seen it. Actually, it's really relevant for myself right now. I recognized recently or a little while back that the bottleneck in my business was, like you said, it was marketing. I started to think, what's going on? Why is my lead gen slowing down? Oh, shoot. I'm not doing the same level of marketing that I was doing in the beginning because I've been focused so much on follow-up. So I'm nurturing the things I have currently, but I'm not producing as many new leads to nurture. So then how do we balance? How do we make this happen? I love that. So now that you've learned, right, you went out, you marketed, right? Then you followed up. Your business, I imagine, looks drastically different today than what it did in the beginning. What does the business look like today? So in the beginning, um, you know, it kind we kind of had to make a decision, um, you know, because we didn't have, we have three little kids and I had been a stay at home mom for the past, you know, five years having babies and staying home with the kids while he worked. And so what we did is we switched um, just because I have, I am a master at the marketing and bringing the deals in. So he was watching the kids and I was working. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me he was having the babies. I was like, yeah, no. you got to break this no, one. But he was watching the kids. So he was in, he was doing a great job. He was watching the kids. And I mean, that's huge. I had a lot of support because without the support, um, you know, it is really hard. That's a big hurdle. So um, it was amazing. I had him and, you know, what we were able to do is, we finally were able to start affording some childcare and we were able to bring someone on so I could add Mark to my team. So yeah, things have drastically changed. Um, you don't have time to do marketing. Um, and so you kind of have to start outsourcing that marketing. So here, this, this is what we decided to do. And you have to do it very slowly, right? So you really need to dig into one thing at a time one thing at a time and don't keep switching it up find what's working and stick to that before you start adding things and spending all kinds of money um, and finding consistency in the one thing so the cold calling was great but then eventually that's very time consuming and we need to be on the phones so then you have to hire a va and then you have to be able to follow up on the leads that the va is bringing in right so new lead generation Um, We did decide to go ahead and add probates. So we do probate mailers, and that's been a really big deal for us. And that we really focus in like we do every month, we send out mailers, we get the leads in, and we do a lot of creative deals with the probates. And we also do a lot of wholesaler referrals. So those are really, and, and my sister texts for me, right? So we kind of have those things set up right now where those things are flowing the leads into our our team now, which is me and we have somebody on our team named Noel and he's putting them into the CRM and we have a drip campaign. And so we're really following up on that drip campaign. So Noel and I work on that. 
And then when we get it to the point to where we're ready to negotiate, then we hand it to Mark and Mark negotiates and then he hands it back to us. And I work on getting all the paperwork done and all the deals signed and closed. Now we have also recently just added doing fix and flips. Um, and most of our deals are novation agreements. We've got four novation agreements right now. And mainly because, you know, we don't have the capital or the business credit to get the hard money loans right now. So, um, you know, we're using, we're, we're working on raising private money. Um, and so we're learning that whole process and we're getting private money for these deals that we're getting um, through these novation agreements and creative finance. And, um, and so he's managing all the construction. He's doing all the negotiation and I'm doing all the marketing and I'm doing all the, I guess you would say, clerical work. So it's, it's really busy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is amazing. I mean, that is a beautiful system. And it's what's really cool about it is, you know, because there is a system there, right? Ultimately, you just described a methodology, you described step by step the process that the deal flows through. And essentially, right now, you are both the system creator. So you're both the, the business owner and the business operators, because you're also operating within the business. But you have that discipline to work yourself in there and recognize you're pulling yourself from one position to the next. And this is a mistake I've seen a lot of, of other investors, especially newer investors. They make the mistake of pulling themselves out of one position a little too soon. So I like what you said, where focus on the one thing at a time. You know, they maybe get the first deal, then they pull out of the marketing and they go into another position. And like myself, that happened with me. I pulled myself out of marketing a little too soon without stabilizing that aspect of the business. So to hear that's what you're doing and that we, that's what you have done is amazing. So yeah. now I have a question, right? Because going into all of this, you know, now that's all said and done, it probably everyone can say, wow, it's that easy. But I'm sure during it, during the process, oh. it was probably a lot of stressful evenings and yeah moments what was it actually like for one yourselves living through this like the actual you know at the end of each day kind of shutting off business where were you mentally as you're going through this like mentally emotionally and spiritually and then also what was it like for the kids you know like had as the kids were living through this you know you described one of you's in the garage making calls and the other one is you know with the kids you know were they kind of confused they're like hey why is mom living in the garage now luckily they're little so our oldest is four okay nice four three and well she was four months at the time when we started so um it's it's been it's been hard it's not just like uh i mean there's so and and we said this we were on an accountability call the one night as the guest speakers and um we go to marriage counseling every week because we need to learn how to communicate in business as business partners, but then also stay married. Because, <laughs> you know, we really do love each other. And that's the most important thing is to stay married. And it's so necessary for us to be able to go and have a safe place where, you know, someone can be the third party and tell us kind of what they see in our communication strategies. And, you know, we practice communicating in those sessions. And, you know, as someone there to help us with our communication, um, 
just the way that we talk to each other because he's Jersey and I'm kind of Jersey too. So we really just kind of like yell at each other a lot. So our kids yell a lot. Um, it's just like a lot of yelling over here at the Julianos. Um, I mean, good yelling and also bad yelling. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's totally necessary for us. Uh, if we didn't have that, honestly, I mean, it would have been, we would have probably still been here, but it would have been so much harder and we might've liked each other a lot less. <laughs> um, we, but we definitely wouldn't be where we're at without the counseling. I mean, April goes to the gym three to four days a week. She gets up at 5.15. She goes to the gym at six. She comes in at seven. The kids are all up. Um, got her coffee made. Uh, I got the kids breakfast going. I mean, it's a routine. We got a routine. And it's hard. And it's the same thing. I go to the gym a couple of days a week and then we have the marriage counseling. And I will 100% say that without the marriage counseling, we would not be where we're at because you, you just have to- Right, the education the and the marriage counseling. <laughs> you know I Two necessary things. The best $100 a week we spend is the marriage counseling. Wow, you know what? That's and I'm happy to hear you guys say that too because that's something you guys are dropping so many gems today. So seriously, first I'm going to I'm probably going to be saying I like what you have to say a lot because I'm really loving what you have to say. But that's something that a lot of people don't know and they don't recognize and they don't talk about getting into a relationship with a partner regardless of it being an intimate relationship is something tough. Now having it also be an intimate relationship, a marriage, a boyfriend girlfriend relationship, something where work time is spent together and then personal time is spent together and not having the separation of the two it puts a lot of strain because now what used to be your partner that you can come to and talk about like hey work sucked today well yeah. I can't really say that anymore because work sucked because I was working with you yeah yeah exactly it's a really hard thing to do Right. So like having that balance, you know, and that was actually a question I was going to have for you all later. So I'm happy that we kind of started talking about this is, you know, what were you doing or what are you doing to work together as husband and wife and then also as business partners? So to hear that tapping into a, a counselor to do it preventative, right? Don't wait for it to break and then try and fix it with all the broken parts laying on the ground. But instead seeing like, oh, I think this is getting a little stressed. Maybe we should relieve the stress now before it explodes. Yeah. And you know, it's also figuring out what works best for your family. Like it doesn't really work for us to like be together for dinner every night, but what works for us is to have breakfast every morning. And so, you know, we can all easily sit down at 7.30. I mean, our kids wake up really early. I wake up really early. So does he. I mean, he's up a lot of times at 3.30, 4 o'clock. I'm always up at 5. And then our kids are up at 6. So it's good for us. We can sit down and we have our breakfast. And that's really our family time. And so then when things get crazy for dinner and I just don't have time to cook or go to the grocery store or, you know, things like his you know, carry over, there's sellers that want to talk because they're getting home from work or whatever it might be. Like we know we made our connection in the morning. Um, now we do try to make that, you know, carve that time out, like, you know, six to eight for the kids. Um, but that doesn't necessarily always happen. But what does work for our family is that morning time. 
and to really like hone in before everybody else is awake and before everybody else is up moving, you know, we're hanging out, we're going to the gym, we're spending time with our family and then we can get our day started. Um, but you know, it's like tonight we've got a thing we've got to go to with our kids. So we've got that on our calendar, you know, like we have to be there at this time and anything that needs to be scheduled, you know, um, for our kids or whatever, we put it on our calendar. Google calendar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a life saving. It's the reason you and I, we all made this call today, <laughs> you know, like yeah. on the calendar, it helps. And recognizing that you guys are making a sacrifice. A lot yeah. of folks, this is the part that no one ever sees, right? No one sees Mark waking up before 4 a.m. No one's seeing you wake up at 5 a.m. No one's seeing that you have to be taking care of the kids. Like everyone's only ever seeing the highlight reel. So that's why this podcast was created to be able to exchange and share these sort of stories. Because yeah. if you don't make the time, you're not gonna get it. You have to actually create that space, create that sacred space. So to hear that you guys are doing it at a different hour, you're doing it in the morning. You're making that sacred space and you're putting it where it works for your family. Because I have to call it, I hate calling it an excuse because a lot of people get offended by this, you know, especially people that have uh, families that have kids that have W-2s. They say there isn't the time. Well, you make the time. You know, there, I had a mentor that he would wake his young daughter up at 5 a.m. with him. He would get her up. He got her used to waking up so early. And then daddy daughter time, was between the hours of five to seven. And then what happened because he woke her up so early, it was easy to put her down earlier at the end of the night. Right. So then when it came for him needing to do his business, his daughter was going to bed by seven o'clock. So now he had the rest of the evening to work on business. And then by 10 o'clock, he was able to spend time with his wife. Yeah. So it's just a matter of figuring out how to structure it in and recognizing everybody has the same 24 hours. So figuring out what works for you. Yes. So that's really cool. So the mindset now, I'm very, very curious, you know, cause we went to, you guys went to therapy for the relationship. Now for each of you individually, what was the, the work on the mindset ultimately to, to persevere? Because it, it gets hard, it gets tough. Everything stressing on at the same time, you know, Mark, I imagine you come from this position of you're the provider of the family. And then there's a moment where that gets wiped away and I imagine that has to be tough. You know, like I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you straight up the reason that April was the one who was handling everything was I was depressed. I mean, I really, I was like froze. I, I couldn't function. I mean, it was two or three months. I mean, I thought I was going to be at a high level of, of uh, commercial real estate finance and that all got wiped out. And I mean, I had a lot of, a lot of prayer and just a lot of a lot of thought process and it was it was a deep depression there for a good two three months and then you know april really took the reins and stepped up and things started getting a little better and i could see a little light and you know and gradually it just got better and better and then kind of turned the corner there and then you know I got my fighting gloves back on and I was ready to fight and the rest was history. I had, I had my vigor. I got my, my, my life partner, my wife, I love her to death. I mean, she stepped up when I needed her the most. 
Well, and you know, it just, it just worked that way. And he got and you know, he got to see what it's been like for me for the past five years. Because, you know, taking care of three kids is ridiculously hard, especially when they're this young. And I mean, I know it's a whole different ball game when they're teenagers, it's the same, but just a different look. Um, but I mean, he did a great job with the kids and it was invaluable time that he had with the kids. And, you know, one of the things that I always try to recommend to people is, you know, in the beginning when you're starting out and, you know, I'm talking a lot about activity is your goal. You also have to think about structuring your day. So if you wake up in the morning and I mean, you know, yesterday was Monday morning and I still get the Monday blues. I mean, who doesn't get the Monday blues, you know, because it's like, oh my gosh, where am I going to start? What am I going to do? How much do I have to, blah, blah. like my mind is going a million miles a minute. And so I have to just like sit down. And so if you're going to a regular job on a Monday morning, the first thing that you do is you go to a team meeting, especially if you're in sales and we're in sales. And so you got to have a team meeting, even if it's just you. So your team meetings needs to be sitting down and educating yourself, listening to YouTube, listening to, um, you know, Pace's recorded calls, going on and finding, um, you know, Brett Daniels cold calling videos uh, about pre-foreclosures or whatever it is. Like you need to have a team meeting and you need to get your mind right. And I get like, set aside an hour, maybe even just 30 minutes. It doesn't matter, but you need that time to get your mind right. That's why you have sales meetings. That's why you have team meetings to get your mind right and to get yourself in the right headspace. So my recommendation to people that are out there, maybe you're only getting one deal a month or you're struggling to get more, whatever it is, structure your day. Okay. You always want to be able to get your mind right in the morning. And so before you start, so like, let's say that on Mondays, my team meeting is <laughs> at 8.30, right? 8.30 to 9. And then I'm jumping on the phones and I'm cold calling from, you know, 9 to 11. And how you do it is you do 50 minutes on, 10 minutes off. 50 minutes on, 10 minutes off for at least four hours a day that you're on the phones. So let's say you only do it for two hours, nine to 11. And then at 11, you're gonna go and you're gonna do some networking, right? So you're going on Facebook, you're talking to wholesalers, you're instant messaging, you know, we buy home sites, um, trying to find some of those free lead generation sources, talking to real estate agents, then you eat your lunch. Then at one o'clock, you're back on the phones again, one to three, 50 minutes on, 10 minutes off. Well, there you got four hours of phone time in. Um, and then at three, you take another hour off and you do some more education. And then at four, you do your last hour on the phones, 50 minutes on. At, at 4.50, your day is done and you don't have to do anything else. You go in and you enjoy your family and you are done. So structure your day. The only way that you're going to get through this with the right mindset is making sure that your days are structured. So if you sit down, maybe you're better at doing this at night. I always did it in the mornings. So when I woke up, wake up really early, I wake up at five, I go to the gym, I come home, I drink my coffee, I sit down and I think about what my day is going to look like today. Now I'm at a different level in my business to where I don't need to structure my days because 
my days are insane. Um, so I live in, you know, breathe by my calendar. My days are already structured for me, but even in my calendar, I have to peel out the time to be on the phones to where I'm at home. I'm on my desk and I'm on the phones. Um, so even if I've got to write contracts, it's not going to mess with my phone time. If I have to talk to the title company or answer an email, it's not going to mess with my phone time. So even now at this level of my business, even though I'm run by my calendar, my calendar has my activity built into it. Oh, wow. That is gems right there. Because that is something I've seen a lot. We've lost a lot of good entrepreneurs and investors. I'm not using air quotes to say that they weren't <laughs> investors and entrepreneurs, but they, they burnt out because they couldn't acclimate to creating their own structure. When they had their W-2, the W-2 was a, a fourth structure for them. It created the box for them to play in. So when they were able to clock out of work, they could do so freely and have time to truly recharge. But then when we come and start working for ourselves, it's almost like those walls start to disappear. And then we never know when we're on and when we're off. And then we start to feel bad about different things. And now we're, am I wasting time? Am I not wasting time? Am I being productive? Am I not? Well, we plan it out because I'm all about that. What you said, everything you said hit home, taking the mornings, planning it out, using the mornings to work on yourself selfishly. And you don't need to feel bad about it. I'm going to go build and invest into me in the mornings, then taking the time for the family. So I've taken care of the family that's done. Then setting the time to, I'm going to call that's done. Now I'm going to intake new information and not feeling like, man, while I'm watching these YouTube videos, should I be making calls instead? No, because right. you've already accounted for this. You've budgeted your time for this activity. So now you can stay in this activity and know that you're doing the right thing. That's exactly. powerful stuff right there. That is truly, truly powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Oh my gosh. You guys are, I like, I'm just going to need you every day. Like, just <laughs> it's really no it's really it's very very motivational it's very inspirational it's very tactical is what i love about it the most and you're sharing the fact that it's not easy simple does not mean easy and that i want you guys if you're listening please understand that you're hearing everything they're saying and it's simple to understand it's very easy to digest the information in practicality it's going to take some work. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take change on your behalf to mold into this new box. But once that box is there, I mean, you guys can account for this. Is it easier now to, or near the end of that first cycle, when you were getting in there with the dialing from when you first started to when you got to the later points and waking up early and setting the kids and family time at a certain time, did it begin to get easier later on as that momentum built? Uh, I would just say that you're training for a marathon and that's what we're doing. If you jumped in right now where we're at and you were brand new and you were on my side, you'd be completely overwhelmed. But I didn't start here. It started with the one phone call, the one sale, et cetera, et cetera. And now we're, we're running marathons every day, every week, every month. So I think that it's not easier, but it's more fun <laughs> because the money is coming in now. 
And I'm telling you, it's, it's all that work is worth it because the deals will happen and then your bank account changes and then everything is more fun. I mean, it's just, that's just the way it is. Um, and then it becomes more exciting and you're not as stressed. And, you know, I used to think a lot like, you know, how much pace and, you know, some of these guys, they really enjoy themselves because they have worked hard to get there. And that's ultimately where we all want to be. Like, we're not there yet. You know, it's not that it's gotten easier. It's definitely gotten more fun, but it's also gotten a lot busier. And it's still really hard because we're still growing and we have to grow together. So we can't go too fast and we don't want to slow down. And it's a very fine medium. You know, not jumping into something that we shouldn't jump into because, you know, we both are jump the gunners and I think a lot of entrepreneurs are, and that's why you're successful or that you're in this business. Um, but that, you know, you do need to jump the gun, but you also need to be, um, have a lot of, have a thought process about it, you know, be tactical about it. Um, you know, which is why I was saying, you know, don't try to like jump too quickly into other marketing strategies, sticking to one and knowing that it will work with consistency and then adding another and knowing that that will also work with consistency. So again, it's not me just going, okay, well this week I'm going to cold call and then this week I'm going to text. And also when I want to add texting, you know, I, at the time, I didn't, I couldn't really afford more VA. And so it was perfect. I had my sister and, but I needed her to be consistent with it. Right. So she has five hours a week that she can text. And so her goal every week is five hours a week that she can text and she sends me the leads and that is getting us deals. So if I was only texting maybe one hour a week and then cold calling one hour a week and then sending a mailer every other month, that's just not, I mean, you're going to get some deals if you're following up, but it's not going to be consistent. And so it's, it's just, it's really about finding that middle ground of not slowing down and not going too fast. Um, and again, we're still growing. And so it's still hard. But I would say it's definitely more fun um, because we actually have some money now. <laughs> Love that. Okay, that's spot on. So thank you for clarifying that. Clarifying it that the hard work doesn't stop. That's just the honest, honest truth. You know, it's you guys are a lot further ahead than most people, but you still have a ways to go. And you're recognizing that it's still hard work. It's just different hard work, but still hard. So I really do enjoy that because a lot of people will think maybe it's supposed to be easier. It's, it's not, but like you said, it gets more enjoyable. You enjoy the hard work a little bit more. So I have three final questions for you all. And I you know I want to be respectful of your time. So the first thing is, you know, the church was helping you out very much in the beginning, right? And something that I've recently have been getting tapped into more and more has been my faith and you know, I'm recognizing as I've been tapping into it, it's almost as I'm looking around, I'm finding that all the other folks around me that are doing well, that are go-givers, that are finding success in their life, they've also been tapped into their faith as well. Would you say that there's been a correlation 
with, and this isn't you pushing any sort of religion or hopefully it's not me pushing any sort of religion, but would you say that for yourselves in your own personal experience that you've been finding there was a correlation between your faith and your success? Absolutely. Um, for, for us, one of the things that we do is we always put the customer needs first, which is basically love thy neighbor. So if I'm asking all the questions and just having a conversation, like you're my friend and what's going on? Why are you really selling this house? And then dive deeper and then deeper. Then you actually find out that why. Now you have a clear understanding and hopefully with that clear understanding, you'll be able to structure a scenario that's gonna meet their needs. Pace always says, a confused mind will never buy. So they will never move forward if they don't trust you and, and believe that you put their needs first. So I hope that answers the question for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like Mark said, we always try to remember to, you know, love your neighbor. I mean, we're just, we're trying to solve problems and create the best possible solutions. And, you know, really creative finance gives us that avenue. Um, you know, because we actually have done more wholesale deals than creative deals. But the only reason why is because we've been able to offer more creative deals, um, or we've been able to offer more solutions. And it's because we're listening. Um, and, and, you know, it is, it's obviously, you know, it's, it's very important to us. And we do believe that, you know, God gets all the glory. And I do believe that that's the way that, you know, the world was created, like you get, get back whatever you give. Um, and I don't think you necessarily need to be spiritual to believe that. I personally believe that that's the way that God made this world. And the more that you give, the more that you're going to get back. And it's, it's just kind of like planting those seeds, you know, a couple of plants may not grow, but the more seeds that you plant, the more plants that are going to grow. You may have a few that don't come to fruition, but the more you have out there, the more that are going to grow and the more that you're going to get back. Um, and so, you know, it, and then, you know, and like he said, then you got to water it, you got to love on it and, um, you got to love on these people and, you know, you got to get, you know, you want their trust and then you want to make sure that you're living up to the things that you have promised. Um, and that is very important to us. And so we have a really good relationship with all the people that we're working with and don't get me wrong. I mean, it's beneficial to us too. You know, we're making money too. And they know that. I don't think there's a deal that we've done where they, the, the, you know, the seller hasn't known exactly what's going on and exactly what we're doing. We are completely honest and we're telling them what all of their options are and allowing them to pick the best one for them. Wow. I, that's amazing. I absolutely love that because it's, it's something I find a lot of people, they struggle with that fine line of, you know, you tell them, hey, go be honest with the sellers. And then they're just kind of throwing everything at them. It's like, wait, wait, wait. But you forgot. Listen, be a friend. Truly show up and leave your wants and desires at the door. Learn what they're looking for. Learn what they're trying to achieve, what they want to accomplish. And then if you find that you're someone that is capable of potentially helping them, then you can begin to say, well, you know, based off of what you told me, here's what I think 
you know, might be a couple of options for you, whether or not you choose to work these options with me or with somebody else. These are just options that you have in your particular situation, depending on how you would like to go. And now because you are this person that ultimately you're educating them, you're teaching them and you're giving them something of, you're giving them irrevocable value. You're giving them information. Once you give that to them, they can't give it back. You can't take it away anymore. You gave it to them. And that builds that bridge of trust. Unfortunately, I've seen a lot of people, they still, they feel like, oh, if I give them that though, they're just going to take it and run away from me with it. Well, maybe that will happen. Maybe it won't. But if you're holding back on them, guess what? They are going to hold back on you. So we yeah. have to create that bridge. So that's, that's powerful. So thank you so much. I like that answer. You guys have a great answer there. So the second question I have now is I really enjoy reading. I read often every day. If I'm not reading a physical book, there's an audio book in my headphones. And I find that it really helps to cultivate my mind so that I can keep pushing forward, that I can gain new perspective. Do you guys read? And if so, can you each name two books that have been absolutely pivotal for you where it's just been a paradigm shift and your thought process has not gone back to the way it was beforehand? Well, I would say that the Rocket Fuel book is the number one. Uh, it really showed us like where we were at for our business and how we were able to do the different roles. Then the book that really helped me get out of my depression was called Get Out of Your Head. It's a Christian-based book that a woman wrote. Um, it was awesome for me. I strongly recommend it. And uh, with having the three kids, <laughs> I don't get to read all that much, but I'll tell you what, set yourself little goals. 10 pages is a lot to read in a day when you got little kids, but you know what? Five pages a day, 300 page book in two months, you'll have it complete. So you could do five pages. That's how I read that book, five pages at a time. I love it. Yeah, mine, mine was rocket fuel for sure. And um, I actually was kind of surprised when I read it because I wasn't expecting it to be that. I don't know why, because rocket fuel to me sounds like <laughs> learning how to be, you know, a rocket ship. I don't know. Um, and you need rocket fuel. But it really like it, when you start to expand, you need it. You need to know what kind of person you are and what you need. And, um, you know, we're kind of both visionaries. And so we know, so I'm, I'm kind of got the same score. So you take a little test. I kind of got the same score, um, visionary and integrator. So I am a good integrator, but it's not really where I want to spend my time. Um, and he's visionary. Like he literally has 75 ideas a day. It drives me insane. <laughs> And he'll be like, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. Right. So in the book, when I read it, I was like, that's what Mark is. Cause that's one of the number one things <laughs> of like a top score visionary is they'll have 15 ideas a day. And I'm like, well, he's probably going to blow this test out of the water. Cause he's got 75 a day. Right. <laughs> and so that helped me. Um, but we realized too, that we're, we needed maybe a third party. And so we have a good friend from our church 
who is on the finance committee and he's in real estate and he is 100% integrator. And we recently hired him to be a business consultant that we meet with every week to go over what we're doing and to also be a tiebreaker in the moment. We haven't had that happen to us yet, but I mean, that just changed our business big time. Um, having a business consultant to come in and to talk to and to go over what we're doing and to have him say like, no, I don't think that you should do this, but you should probably do this because we're crazy. And so they'll be like, we'll be like, this is a great deal. And he's like, no, there's no entry. Like, no, you can't do that. You know? Okay. Okay. That's great. So, um, you know, I, that I definitely think that you should read that book if you are growing your real estate business. Um, and other than that, I haven't had a chance to read because I've been watching so many pace videos. So, <laughs> oh my, my gosh, I've been over there. <laughs> no, that's a, an amazing resource. If we could just transcribe everything he, I mean, there wouldn't be a book big enough to hold it all, but you know, like. <laughs> It is an absolute library of knowledge. So yes. that is cool. So I have the final question, and this is my absolute favorite question, which is why I leave it for the end. I ask all of my guests, and I always am surprised by the answers. So let's say tomorrow you each wake up and you're a blank slate. You don't remember anything. You don't remember the last eight months. You don't remember anything of business, of real estate, of the books you've read. Uh, we'll say that you still remember the kids and you know they're yours, so you're gonna take care of the kids, but everything else is just wiped gone. You have your name, you know that this is your family, you know you're in a safe place, but you don't know anything else. However, you get to keep one piece of knowledge, one piece of wisdom, it's in there. And for whatever reason, you don't question it. You just accept it as truth and you run with it. What would you want that one bit of fundamental foundational knowledge to be? My main gift that I was given is that I can truly, and I'm not saying this in a cocky way, that I basically 95% of the time within five seconds know the total character of the person that I'm speaking to. Man, that is awesome. I absolutely love that. So annoying. It's true, though. You know, but like it's, I'm happy to hear you say that because <laughs> that's something I like still, you know, my whole life I had to fight with my mom. Like, no, mom, you can trust them. I'm, you don't know them. No, mom, you don't get it. Yeah. So that's awesome, Mark. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's definitely something you'd want to, yeah, I would definitely love to have that be a, a piece of like, no, trust your gut with people. Absolutely. Um, I think for me, it would just be um, that drive to never give up and know that it will work if you don't give up. Because I do think that that is the hardest part of this business is you know, in the down moments, believing that this, this isn't going to work for me. This isn't going to work in this market. This market is too saturated. This is, um, you know, two prices are too high. Prices are too low. All of those things are straight lies. There is no market too saturated. 
Um, now, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not talking about like regulations, like California stuff. I'm not talking about that, but I'm just saying, if you're in California and you're wholesaling in one of the hardest places to wholesale in the country, if you don't give up, it's going to work for you. I don't care where you are. There's no, all those things are lies. And I just, I just know that. And I've always known that, but it's taken lots of experience. I've, you know, I've lived a lot of life. I've done a lot of things. And so I just have done a lot of hard things. This is just one of the hard things I've done. Um, I've had three babies and stayed home with them. And, you know, any woman out there that has been pregnant and had children know that that's a hard thing. But it's like, if you can just get past that hard and know that it will work for you, that there are no excuses, um, and, and not in a bad way, um, but just, if you just keep going, it will work. Wow. Wow. I see why you two work so well as a team together. Like really, like you guys are an absolute power couple. You're a powerhouse. You both have such an amazing mindset. You're both super kind. I really appreciate that you made time today to come onto the show to share the knowledge. I mean, it has been gem after gem after gem. And truly, I hope that whoever was listening to this, they were able to extract the value. I know for a fact that if they can listen, if they have ears and you know their brain is functioning and they're listening and they can comprehend the English language, they have just picked up a ton of value from you two. So thank you for giving thank that. You. I would love to know where can, where can people connect with you and find you to, you know, learn more about what you're doing and, you know, even potentially uh, just reach out and contact you guys and work. Yeah, so Facebook, um, we're April and Mark Giuliano. It's under my email address, which is Juliano 1221 at gmail.com. Um, or I have an Instagram that's the handle is April N Giuliano. Um, and that's J U L I A N O. So if you want to message me on Facebook or email me, um, or Instagram, those are probably the best ways. Amazing. And, uh, I have an assistant who basically handles all my calls, makes all my appointments. His name is Noel. And I have a dedicated cell phone for that. So you can, if, if you guys want to partner on deals, talk about deals, Noel's my gatekeeper. And you can text or call him. And the number is 904-930-7516. Again, 904-930-7516. Wow, that is insanely valuable. Guys, if you have any sort of deals you need help you need to talk to people that are going to help move your deal forward that have experience and that willingness and kind heart to help definitely reach out to these two and if you want to market and if you want to market in jacksonville market in jacksonville and we'll partner up i'll lock your deals up we'll jv we'll close them up i mean we're we're going to be keegley jacksonville so we're going to be dispo and so do what you do best and that's acquisitions. Get those deals and then let us sell them for you. Yeah. Check We're that. Collaborating and making money together. Check that out. And I actually had no clue that you guys are going to be Keekly Jacksonville. So that's super awesome to hear. So guys, if you are in the Jacksonville market and you're getting deals on the contract and you don't know where to dispel them, you don't have a buyer's list yet, 
absolutely reach out to Mark and April. Like that is, that's huge. That is a power move right there. Wow. Thank you guys so much. And the links will be in the bio. So I'll have all their information in the bio. So if you missed it or you couldn't spell it or you couldn't catch it in time, just scroll down. It's going to be there in the description. It'll be there for you to just click on and connect with. So again, thank you so much for this. I really appreciate it. And if there's anything that I can do to help you in the future, just please reach out and let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and that you were able to get some sort of value from it. If you found anything that was valuable, please go into the comments. Let us know what it was, what your key takeaway was. We look through the comments every day. We respond to all of them and it lets us know what's working, what's resonating and what we should talk more about. If you have found anything to be useful that you're able to apply to your life, go back and listen to it again because the second and third time you come around and listen to the information, what you find is the information doesn't change, but you change and new things are going to start to stand out to you. That's why we record these. That's why they're out there for you to come back to and listen. And finally, if you are finding value here. I need you. I need you to go out and share this with a friend. Send this to them. Let them know they need to listen. They need to take action and they need to change their life because if you want to grow, you're going to need your network to grow. You're going to need your inner circle to grow. Okay. So that's the best gift you can give somebody. Give them education that they can apply to their life and level themselves up. Keep learning and keep growing. I'll see you on the next episode.